The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the twelfth chapter. Now among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greeks. So these came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, An angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered, This voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So the crowd answered him, We have heard from the law that the Christ remains forever. How can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, The light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, that you may become sons of light. When Jesus had said these things, he departed and hid himself from them. Though he had done so many signs before them, they still did not believe in him, so that the word spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. Lord, who has believed what he heard from us, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe. For again Isaiah said, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke of him. Nevertheless, even many of the authorities believed in him, but for fear of the Pharisees they did not confess it, so that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. St. Augustine said that the greatest desire of the human heart is to see another and be seen by that other's loving look. This seen and being seen means that there are no barriers between persons. It's a relationship where you can be completely confident, trusting, and secure without any fear of being used, misunderstood, or let down. Augustine articulates how God made humans, made us to live in relationships where we don't simply see the outside, whether it be physical appearance 
or personal success. But we see the whole person, body and soul. Now today, some Greeks want to see Jesus. They want to see Jesus for the same reason that almost all of Jerusalem wants to see Jesus. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Now the Greeks' desire was genuine. They didn't desire to see Jesus as one would want to see a circus sideshow. However, Jesus' response helps us understand they actually didn't want to see Jesus' person. They simply wanted to see his success. Now, Jesus doesn't reject their request to see him. In fact, his answer shows that he is going to show them who he really is. Jesus desires to see him, not just his works, and he desires their loving look in return. Ironically, though, Jesus reveals who he is by hiding himself. Not permanently, but he hides so that the Greeks would see his person and not just what he can do. To put it another way, Jesus desires to show the world his heart so that everyone can see it. In a way, Lazarus' resurrection was distracting people from seeing who Jesus really was. The people, because of Lazarus' resurrection, was ready to enthrone Jesus on an earthly throne in Jerusalem. But today we find out that Jesus is ready for God to enthrone him on the throne of the cross. When Jesus leaves the scene in verse 36, he does so to reveal who he is by being raised up on the cross, which is in fact the next time the Greeks could see him publicly. I've heard it said that intimacy means into me see. Rather than simply seeing the works of someone or the outside of someone, Intimacy means seeing into the person, their heart. The only way for someone to see into a, another is to be vulnerable, which means intimacy is reserved only for those who love. <clears throat> Biblically speaking, there are only two examples of this. One is Adam and Eve, when they were naked and without shame. And the other was Jesus. When Adam and Eve saw each other before they fell into sin, they always saw into each other. Their bodies and souls were one. They were unified. So to see the body was to see into the other. They were completely vulnerable to each other because their relationship was mutually self-giving. It was a relationship of love. Now, of course, we all know how that relationship turned out. Their relationship with each other and their relationship with God was broken because of sin. But Jesus, the other example, still carries on in spite of humanity's sin. All can see Jesus for who he is when he's raised up on the cross. And it's on the cross where Jesus can see all of us 
with his look of perfect love. His death is the clearest expression of his love, a love that knows no limits. And on the cross, he gives himself to the world. He trusts himself to the world so that the world would be able to see what love is. When he is raised up on the cross, it is at that moment, though, where we wonder if the Greeks or the disciples or even us are seeing Jesus. Are we returning Jesus' loving look with our loving look? In the Gospel of John, Jesus goes to the cross in spite of knowing that most of the world will go and hide themselves. Adam and Eve hid themselves after they fell into sin. And likewise, the disciples hide themselves after Jesus is arrested. But from the cross, Jesus can still see us, see into us. And in spite of seeing what's inside of us, he loves us. It is Jesus' loving look, then, that creates us into who we were created to be. People who see God in Jesus and are seen by God in Jesus and see each other with that same loving look of Jesus. By Jesus seeing into us, our eyes are changed to see each other through his love. It is only in that love that one now has the possibility of a life. So the Greeks' desire to see Jesus and be seen by Jesus is what we all desire. And Holy Week is the perfect chance for us to experience it. On Monday, Thursday, Jesus reveals his heart to his closest disciples in spite of one betraying and the rest deserting him. On Good Friday, Jesus displays his love for the world to see, in spite of the world rejecting it. And then on Easter, Jesus will be seen as the one who loves by entering into the closed door of the upper room and the closed door of our hearts to declare his peace to us, his forgiveness, and his love. So I pray that this week, this Holy Week, we open ourselves up to Jesus Christ so that we would be changed by his loving look and begin to see one another as he sees us, forgiven and beloved. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.